Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Single to Sealed with ya boy, Jerry, and of course, um, Bree. Hey! <laughs> I would hope that you would introduce your wife a lot more excited than that. If they listen to the um, intro of the podcast that we haven't changed since like the first episode, <laughs> then we already said that and they would have heard the nicer version, but... I wonder how many of you guys are actually skipping that at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I know I do that on ahead. podcasts. I'd be that kind of too. person. I'm not going to be offended if you're trying to <laughs> shave off a couple minutes from the podcast. It's uh, Maybe something will update one day, though, and you won't be prepared. Yeah, it's just all of a sudden going to be a new intern. You're going to be like, wait, am I listening to the same podcast? <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for joining us for another episode. Before we jump into t- today's topic, um, we wanted to give like a little shout out to a new review we received. We love seeing these reviews every single time one posts jerry and i just get these big goofy grins on our face and we're just so stoked and they're always really sweet this one was really awesome it says worth the listen it gave us five stars and it's by m m hingano one i'm hoping i'm saying that right they said at first i felt like this was going to be cringy <laughs> which i love uh- <laughs> They admitted that they thought it was going to be cringy. It's pretty great. Okay. But as they continue to listen to J and B, sounds like a, like a music group right there, babe. It says, I feel their sincere advice and it has really helped me change my mindset on dating, marriage, and how I'm not alone in not, not knowing about what to do to prepare, learn, and unlearn. I feel a little bit more confident about dating and being myself because of the many guests and teachers who've come on. As a member of the church and as a woman who wants to be treated right and respectful and vice versa, I really wish I knew about this podcast years ago or that it existed earlier. Mistakes and dates would have been avoided. Ha ha ha. I love that throughout each and every podcast, God is at the center. That's really important to me and hopefully my future man is listening to this so that when we meet, we both will do our best to do the things J and B and their friends have taught. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that was a great, a great review. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that and we appreciate and feel the love. It means a lot to us because we do our best to try to bring you guys great content even on our t- most tired, tired nights and our most sickly days, we're here. We're, we're dedicated. Here to help you guys find the love that you are looking for. Yes, and we do have some great guests coming up on the podcast here in the next few weeks, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, you're going to love some, some of the people we're going to have joining us here in the next month. All right, so getting ready to hop into the topic for today. As you guys read, we're going to be talking about asking the effective questions in dating. So, man, I know that that's something that I tend to struggle with when I was dating because all my questions tend to be just basic <laughs> questions about them or their or their family or their favorite color, you know. And I think we could be a little bit more creative. I think creativity in dating, it even if you don't feel like you're a creative person, it's a chance for you to practice that, which was like me trying to find ways to do creative dates or ask creative questions was something I struggled with, but I made an effort because it showed Brianna that I was willing to be unique and and spontaneous and have special moments with her 
aside from, you know, a list of 15 essential questions you should ask your partner, you know, like that you could find <laughs> online. Or just the basic, you know, how are you doing today? Why did you join the church? Or why did you go on a mission? Like, those are great questions, but you hear those a lot. And I think in our circle, like our inner circle, and lots of times we want to probe a little bit deeper and be able to connect even more with the people we're on the dates with. So what should we ask? And how do we ask questions and make them come naturally so they don't feel, you know, calculated and like you're prying deep into their personal lives? How do we ask those good questions? Well, to start off, questions should help you get as much information as you can faster than waiting for someone just to like mention something in passing. You want them to be good questions so that you can learn about this person quickly so you can see it within those first three dates, our three date rule, if you want to continue getting to know them. Uh, so if you're doing dates where you're not fostering an environment where you can ask good questions, that's a that's a no-no. <laughs> so this is your sign to fix that now too. So I think we've talked previously about making sure that your dating environment is somewhere where you can have a good conversation. So going to the movies is really fun. But it isn't a great way to actually get to know someone because you're watching a movie the entire time. Or I'm trying to think of another example. Doing something where, like going to a concert where you're, it's really loud music and you can't communicate at all. Something like that would be good maybe for a later date, not those first few dates. It takes me back to a girl that I dated. She was like, you want to go to the movie and not watch the movie? Like that super cliche like <laughs> line that people say. And I was just like, heck no. I'm not trying to pay 20 bucks for this <laughs> just to make out with you in a room full of people. Jerry's like, if I'm paying $10 a movie ticket, I'm watching this movie. Yeah, I was like, I'm, not, I'm paying for this. I'm not I'm going to watch the movie. You're not going to do that to me. We go kiss somewhere else. Yeah, good times. <laughs> he actually told me that early on in our dating. He's like, babe, if we're going to go to the movies, we're watching the movies. Like, we're not doing anything else. I'm paying to go see this movie. I was like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. I'm on board. <laughs> Okay, so going back to what Brianna was, was saying about trying not to be calculated, it's because I feel like questions, like like we were saying, really need to come, they need to come naturally. They need, they need to be able to get the answers that you need, but not be overwhelming like a script. Like, I'm going to just fire off a bunch of questions. Okay, hey, uh, how many kids do you have? I'm gonna, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to ask that question. Um, um, how, many, how, many si- <laughs> how many siblings do you have? And they answer the question, okay, cool. Um, what's the name of your first pet? Oh, okay, cool. Um, like, I don't know how many people can get in that situation, but obviously it's because you're feeling a little bit awkward and they'll probably feel awkward too. Now, those are good questions to ask when formatted differently though. And so that's the whole point of good questions is you can say, what does your ideal family look like? like talk to me about what you your dream family would be one day. Then you could say, who was your favorite pet growing up? Like, did you have a fa- favorite pet? Like, what happened to them? What kind of pet were they? Like, tell me about your favorite pet. And then they can talk to you about their favorite pet. And that can be ways to connect um, and learn more about that person. Um, I think it's also really important to not just go in there with like a list of questions either, like write them in your phone or something. Don't do that. But before the date or before you jump into the dating scene, if you're preparing to start dating a lot of people or, you know, dip your toes in, come up with a few things of a few ideas, I guess you could say, of things that are really important that you find out about the person on the first few dates. And like, for example, if it's really important that they have a strong testimony of the gospel then think what questions can i ask or what 
are some ideas I can bring up in conversation that can help me see where they're standing with their testimony in the gospel and see if we can connect there and just think about those questions beforehand and just have, you know, have that time to reflect on what you want to find out about this person in those first few dates. And that will help you kind of come up with some questions in your mind without having to write them down if you know what you're aiming for, aiming to find out. And I think that's a good example of kind of have an idea of the questions you want to ask because there's obviously more personal questions and there's more questions that just can carry a conversation. So those questions are also super important because you might find yourself being in an awkward moment or awkward silence or you just don't really know what to talk about, especially if you're meeting somebody for the first couple times. And so it helps to be able to just ask, like I said, some of those creative questions uh, one example that I remember asking asking Brianna actually when we were dating was if you could like create your own candy, like what would your ideal candy be? And we were <laughs> able to talk about this for like 20 minutes and then fight with each other about why each other's candy wasn't the best one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really good. Another uh, example that we could have is what would a perfect day with your friends include? And so... You can learn a lot from that because you're going to find out what their hobbies might be, what their favorite foods might be, or their favorite places to go. Like, There's so many things you can get from that, and that allows you to return and say what your ideal day would be with your friend or a family member. And so the goal with these questions are for them to be thought-provoking questions. We want them to be ones that make people think and, and uh, be able to respond with more than just a yes or a no. And to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, Jerry, I think it's important to note that we shouldn't be afraid of silence. Like you shouldn't be so afraid of silence that you just want to fill it with speaking like every single second of the day. Like you can't stand to like have any break in conversation at all. It's okay. There's going to be some moments of silence because you guys are getting to know one another. You guys are new to this friendship and this you know, relationship. So it's okay. Don't be afraid of silences every once in a while. Don't be panicked. Like the date's going to go bad if there's a, there's a moment of silence. Silence is only awkward if you make it awkward. Um, If there's a lapse in conversation, it's okay. You can smile at each other or laugh or, you know, do different things. Take a drink of your water if you're eating food. It's totally fine. Don't sweat it. A lot of times we build it up so much in our mind, like, oh, they must be hating this date if there's awkward silence. That's, that's not true. It's not true. So don't stress about that. Um, the conversation and date can still go really well if there's silences every once in a while. Yes, I, I agree with that. It's okay to embrace embrace the silence and not have to pull out um, your backup questions <laughs> yeah. that you may have prepared, which isn't a bad thing. Like if maybe you go into a date and you have a goal to say, okay, you know, if we need something to talk about, I'll ask these questions. It's kind of good so you're not trying to, think of a question when you're flustered or, mm-hmm. or kind of nervous in a moment. Another thing that you could do that, that I'm more of a fan of is instead of having p- planned questions, look for inspiration on how you can ask a questions that fit the, the perfect moment that you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why silences shouldn't be awkward because kind of pulling from like being a missionary and like learning in the mission how to, you know, teach and, and to talk to people. We always loved silences because silences are powerful in the right moment. Um, And silences are great for you to gather your thoughts and then know what you want to ask, what you want to talk about. So in that moment, just take a deep breath and think about, like Jerry said, what do you really want to know about this person? And how can you ask the right question to get a more deep answer to help you understand and connect with this person more? 
And that leads right back to what I was going to mention about being a missionary. For those that have served missions, we're always talked to and taught about how we should ask inspired questions. And inspired questions, how I was taught always in the mission, was questions that you can't answer with a yes or a no. And that require someone to elaborate and require them to think about their feelings and think about, you know, themselves and have some introspection. So you don't want a question that's yes or no. So you want to ask, I mean, this is how you can do it. For example, we kind of did an example earlier was, did you have a pet growing up? And they'll be like, yes. Okay, that question just died, right? (laughs) But if you say, who was, what was your favorite pet growing up? And why did you love them so much? Then Jerry can go, oh, well, I had this cat and she was like the best thing ever. Or you can say, you know, who's, who's your best friend and why are they your best friend? Like, tell me about, tell me about your best friends. Instead of saying, do you have a best friend? And you can feel the difference in the questions. One is seeking to learn more about a person and one is just asking for basic information, like a checklist, right? So you want something that's going to help you connect with that person. So, of course, on the avenue of wanting to connect with somebody, there's nothing worse than having somebody ask questions that just feel like they're nitpicking at your life, (laughs) (laughs) specifically for an answer that they have to have. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and you, you don't want to make someone feel, like, attacked or on the defensive. So I would definitely recommend, especially the first few dates, you don't need to ask them about their dating history or how many exes they have or, like whether they've been intimate with the person before, all, all of those things are awkward and unnecessary, especially in the first few dates. Once you guys have a, are in a relationship and you want to find out more about this person, you can ask those questions, but they definitely don't belong in those first few dates. Um, you also don't need to be asking them things like, why are you single? You know, tell me what's wrong with you. No one wants to be asked that on, on an early date, even later date, I guess. <laughs> no one wants to be asked that. Um, or like how much money someone makes or how much they weigh, things like that. Stay away from those. Um, those put people on the defensive and make them feel a little bit awkward. No one wants to talk about finances the first few dates. So don't, don't talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many questions you could do to figure out people's hobbies and figure out how they connect. You could find out what their favorite music is by saying, you know, what, what is the best concert that you've ever been to? And that gives them a chance to say, I haven't been to one. And then you can make fun of them for never going to a concert, you know, and and, and tease them a little bit. Or you can say, um, do you like to listen to talk shows or do you like to listen to podcasts? There's the coolest podcast right now that's out called Single to Sealed. And <laughs> have you ever listened to Single to Sealed? And they're going to be like, of course I have, because it's the best podcast on, on the Internet. <laughs> exactly. So you can kind of sell our podcast for us while you're on those dates, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So kind of leading back to that, stay away from those questions. Right. But also ask questions that are effective enough that you can find ways to connect in the answers. So like we always talk about dating is about connection. It's about finding that connection with that person and seeing how strong it is and seeing if this is going to work for you. So you're looking for them to say something that you can connect with. So like, for example, if I told Jerry, you know, who is your favorite artist and why do you love them so much? And then he went, oh, I love Taylor Swift. She's amazing. I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm a total diehard Swifty. I love Taylor Swift. And then we're going to talk about Taylor Swift for like 25 minutes, maybe the whole date. And I'm going to walk away and be like, man, 
this is the guy for me, right? You guys can connect on that. And so whether it's a spiritual level or a historical level, like maybe they, their parents were divorced when they were younger and your parents were divorced as well while you were a child, you guys can connect on that and talk about that. Whether it's on an emotional level, uh, something, some hard thing that they've gone through or struggles that they have or anything else, ask questions that are going to help you connect. That's the ultimate goal. So you're looking for ways that you can empathize with them and understand this person better while also learning more about them as a person to see how you guys fit together. You're seeing how you guys flow together. Yeah, Brownie would have asked me what my favorite artist was. It probably would have been awkward because I would have responded by saying, um, I don't really like paintings. I'm an, I'm an uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know much about, about arts. And she would have been like, Ah, that's not the question I was asking. It would have been really awkward, and I would have just made her feel really awkward. Or yeah. And then I would have been like, I mean singer, because I love Taylor Swift. And then Jerry would have been like, I don't like Taylor Swift. And then we never would have gotten married, babe. Well, I mean, I, I don't really care <laughs> about kidding. Taylor Swift today. I'm just going to say that right now. I, I, I think that uh, she has great accolades, and she's a, she's a fine artist, just not my type. Yeah. <clears throat> and you can accept that. Um, so we're going to have to end this podcast here because I can't be in the same room as Jerry right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so in summary, ask good questions, ask thought provoking and introspective questions to this person that you're on this date with. And if you focus on asking them questions and getting to know them, you're going to find that you're going to feel more connected with them at the end of the date. If you're asking these real questions and that you're going to walk away from dates, even if you don't like the person very much, you're going to walk away from those dates feeling like you actually put forth an effort and really tried and really got to know someone on this date and didn't just go hang out for an hour and waste your time. You're going to feel that that connection with another human being. So just to end here really quickly, I just wanted to share about the gift of discernment. I know we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but it's such an important gift when you're dating and especially when you're asking questions. In the scriptures, it says that the gift of discernment is to understand or know something through the power of the spirit. The gift of discernment is one of the gifts of the spirit, and it includes perceiving the true character of people and the source and meaning of spiritual manifestations. So we're focusing right here while dating on being able to perceive the true character of a person. So when before you go on dates and while you're dating, pray for this gift of discernment and you will receive it. God will give it to you. And as it says in DNC, the gift of discernment will help us not be deceived. And it is one of the best gifts. And seek that gift. And you will receive it and you will have great dates and ask great questions and have the gift of discernment with you. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, Bree. We always love to tie in the good old scripts <laughs> to what we're doing. So yeah, we really appreciate everybody who's listening to this podcast today. And for taking the time to give yourself some love. Give yourself some love so that you can learn how to give love to others. So thanks again for joining the podcast. And we hope to see you guys in the next one. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you you next time. time.